guys, it's Indy from Just a Moment with Indy, and we are well into season three, and it has been phenomenal. This season, we are hitting it hard, looking at identity, purpose, and how to gain mastery in best practices for managing and thriving in our roles and relationships. We are not playing with it this season, and I invite you to come join us, come listen in, come participate, bring a friend, bring a family member, bring your bestie, and definitely bring something to take notes because we are breaking down those walls and we're not just leaving those bricks in a rubble, but we're using them to build paths into the lives that we were intended to live. I'll see you on the show. Don't miss this season. Welcome to another episode of Just a Moment with Indy, the podcast where we gain confidence and clarity one episode at a time. And now, here's your host. Hi, you guys, it's Indy, and welcome to another episode of Just a Moment with Indy. So this week, we are talking about gratitude. And wow, it's it's been a week. I don't I hopefully you guys have had a a great week, uneventful. I know some states are still um you know dealing with weather and and um of course we still have you know the pandemic going on, vaccines, you know, up and down and put on hold and released again just you know a lot of things going on but um, I just really hope and it's my prayer and my heart for you that even in the middle of everything going on that you guys um, you were able to experience some peace and some some joy and some memorable moments with your family and your friends so gratitude I was writing in my journal Uh, today, earlier today, and I was just really thinking about this past year, and I don't, I don't think that when I first started writing, that that was my intent to write. I was really just kind of like catching up. I hadn't, you know, I hadn't written in my journal in a couple of days, maybe like two days, and so I was just really catching up. And just kind of like recording um, some of the things that have been happening. You know, nothing major, just, you know, revelations or um, breakthroughs or whatever. So I started writing in my journal and it just started to curve towards like gratitude. And, um, you know, I was just... I started kind of reflecting over this past year how I've seen a change, God bring about a change in me. Uh, And I think it's mostly, if I had to pinpoint it, the change was mostly in my heart and in my mind and in connection to my understanding more about who God is versus who he isn't. 
And so I told you guys, I've been, you know, here and there on the episodes, I've, I've talked about how I've really been wanting, I really have had this desire to really understand God's word the way he originally intended when, when he had it, you know, written when he wrote it. Not necessarily how through the ages it's been interpreted by man or by people, um, but removing all of those interpretations and all of those um, understandings, human understandings being passed down, removing all of that, what, what was God originally saying? What was his or- original intent? What was the meaning behind the words that we read in the Bible? And because I felt like if I could get that understanding, then it would reveal certain characteristics of God. And why that was important is because, um, because I felt like I really needed to understand who God is because I felt him calling me to come closer to him. And I don't know if I shared this last week or on a previous week's episode, but um, I've, I've been a Christian for a long time. Um, you know, in my family, you went to church. That was just the thing that you did. And so you learn to kind of somewhere in there when you're long-term church goer, unless you fully understand church kind of becomes synonymous with God or with salvation or with being a Christian. So if you're not going to church, you're not, I don't know, in, in the presence of God or, you know, something to that extent. And so, um, I just really, it, it was being brought to my attention or I was realizing during this time being at home and, you know, we haven't really been at church, uh, for safety reasons and just God calling us in, or I felt like God was calling us in, um, just really getting to know God. And part of that journey has been God helping me realize that my relationship with him was more of in relation to the things that he did for me or could do for me or save me from. So my relationship with God was, and I thought it was a relationship, but it was more along the terms of, Lord, do this for me or save this person or make this person do what I want them to do. Um, you know, make this person who I feel like is, is causing me harm, make them go away, make them stop, um, make them become better or do better or treat me better. Um, you know, during the times where we really struggled financially, you know, Lord pay these bills or Lord bring this money or give me favor, um, so that we don't, Um, you know, have to suffer from a loss of property or utility or whatever, Um, or, uh, and or (laughs) it was, you know, I have God or I accepted Jesus. So now I'm saved from having to go to hell. So it was all 
um, I realized it was all in relation to something that God could do for me in some kind of way. Um, you know, Lord, if you get me out of this, I won't, I'll do this and this and this. So it was like, God, this rescuer or this, this, this magic genie, you know, and it was, I, I came to realize that it was very little of God, I love you. Just, just, I love you. You know, I'm, I'm grateful for you being in my life. I'm grateful for you sending your son to die on the cross for my salvation. That, you know, he took on what was rightfully mine, the judgment that was rightfully mine. You loved me enough to send Jesus to take that on so that I would never have to take it on. And in exchange, Jesus, who was perfect, took the consequences of me, who is not perfect, and he gave what is rightfully his to me. And that's eternal life. And that's redemption. And that's, you know, me being able to have a relationship with God. So just in learning that, that I had the relationship wrong um, and learning how to, you know, what, what I needed to do so that I could on my side of the relationship, because God always wants relationship with us, was me to turn my head and my heart back towards God and away from me in the being intelligent or having degrees or having finances or status or recognition or whatever, being able to set all of that down and to become me in the, the one that needs God's love and redemption the most. And understanding that that's not a lowly position, but it's an humble position. And then I can enter into the right and the healthy kind of relationship that I needed um, to enter into. So my journal entry kind of started leading down that way. And then it also, you know, just kind of led to you know, I was watching a message earlier this week and, and um, the minister, the woman was talking about Exodus. She was talking about the Passover. And, you know, many times people say or, you know, you hear people say, well, where is your God now? Or, you know, if God is so great, why is he allowing you know, this pandemic for so many people to die, for people to be in poverty and, and oppress and all of the injustice that we see and all of that. And yeah, those, you know, those things are happening, but there is again, still many factors to that situation. One, God is sovereign, um, which means he can allow whatever he wants to allow. Um, and he can move whatever he wants to move. He could allow to remain whatever he wants to remain. He can bring judgment. He can bring grace. Um, you know, people that in our minds that we've already judged that are unsavable, 
um, sometimes those are the very ones that God save and he turns them around um, and they become this new person um, because God doesn't desire for anyone to perish. And then the ones that we think are just so great, we just herald them and we idolize them and we put them on a pedestal. Um, we do a lot of that with celebrities and, and you know, different arenas. Um, we see them and then when God allows the cover to come away from them and they become exposed for what they're really doing, again, the same way we judge the one that God wanted to redeem, when God exposes the one that he's now ready to bring correction to because he loves him, not because he wanted to catch him doing bad, but he loves him. And so he will expose those areas of us that need to turn back to God or to um, for us to turn away from that sin and turn our hearts to God so God can help redeem us and get us back on the right road. When God does that, we don't want to believe it. We want to protect the idol or the image that we hold and we want God to follow those instructions. So the ones we feel should be judged and crucified, that's the image that we hold. And we want God to follow what we say about them in the same way with idols um, or people that we idolize uh, or, or hold in high esteem. We again, we want God to treat them the way we see them. But God says, I see the heart. You know, and where the evil one, the one that was doing evil or not doing the right thing or had fallen into sin, you know, maybe God saw their heart. We don't know. Uh, or, or maybe God just decided to use them as a great redemption story to show us how powerful and loving and kind and full of grace that he is. So just thinking about that. But in the pandemic, I was thinking about as I was journaling that before the pandemic, I was working in a center, a childcare center. I was managing the center, running the center, and I was making enough money. I've told this toilet paper story before, but I was making enough money for us to have a whole room full of toilet paper. And that's not bragging, but I'm getting to a point. Um, I had enough, I was making enough money for us to get toilet paper, but because my mind was so locked um, from previous seasons where we were struggling financially and from generations of just poverty mindset, I did not see the opportunity to get what we needed. Um, I did things and operated and moved through my life through poverty mindset. My mind was locked. I couldn't see it. But also during that time, I didn't fully... Um, I didn't fully trust in God. I was trusting in my ability. And, and I think I've, I shared that in the last episode that I have not always trusted God, but I've always been honest with God in, in saying that, I, Lord, I don't trust you, but I want to trust you. Teach me how to trust you. And God, again, is not a God that sits and he wants to punish you or I but he honors when we tell the truth. He looks at the heart. And so in me saying, I don't trust you, but I want to trust you. God, looking at my heart, understood the conditions around why I was distrustful. He understood that. So it, it, I believe in my heart that he didn't hear that each time I prayed it and I prayed it. 
for a long time because that was honestly where I was at. Um, he didn't, he didn't decide, okay, let me punish her because everybody is supposed to trust me, you know, as some kind of like dictator or ruler, um, unjust ruler, but he showed compassion and grace in those moments of me being transparent and honest and saying, I don't trust you, but teach me. I want to trust you, so I, but I need you to teach me how to trust you. Um, and so, but during those times, I wasn't praying a lot. Um, prior to the to COVID, I wasn't really depending on God except when I was in a bind, um, and you know I just wasn't really devoted. I would say the quick prayers over my meals or whatever, but I wasn't. My heart devotion wasn't to God, um, and so He blessed me to f- financially be at that point. Um, you know, pretty much the best we had ever been. And, um, but during that time, I was still, my mind was locked and I couldn't see the blessing. Um, I wasn't praying for God to unlock my mind because I didn't realize it. I was hoarding and just um, white knuckling the money that he was giving me and the, the position. It was, you know, a lot of it was fear. Don't let me lose this. Let me save up so that I can... Um, have just in case we fall back into so it was a lot of fear-based locked mind thinking Um, and anytime you have that in just in your everyday doing um, it's it's pretty much impossible for anything to be long-term successful with that kind of mindset you can't have a locked mind or a mind of fear or let me hoard this or hold on to this so tightly really putting our focus on the thing the 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 materialistic manifestation of really what is God presence. Because remember I said, I focus more on the thing to make me feel steady, to make me feel secure, you know, as a single mom. Um, I focused on the money and the title and the status and what the money meant for me and the number in the bank account. And all along not realizing that all of that was really God. It was God. And so to, I had to, God had to show me that I needed to turn my, my heart back to him and really get to know him and cling to him. And so the reason I share that example is that during that time before COVID, when, when COVID hit and they called us in um, to be quarantined, by that time, people had already started hitting the stores and there was no toilet paper, no water. And when we came home, um, I, well, I had already been home, but when they announced the universities were closed and the kids had to come home and we were home, uh, we had no toilet paper and we had no water in the house. And that just perplexed me and it frustrated me that, you know, I financially had the money to do so. I'm reasonably intelligent. Why wouldn't I do that? And so all of these things kind of led to... Um, a an environment for God to begin unlocking my mind and just showing me different areas where my relationship I had it skewed. Um, I was just going on a lot of fallacy of what 
was being passed down generationally uh, about God and God's word through different people that were, you know, um, sharing God's word over over our life. And where, you know, part of the lockdown, if you go back and listen to some of my earlier episodes, I believed um, God was using the effects of the lockdown to bring us back home, bring the family back together and because family is 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 most important and then those that have been scattered because of um either intentional or unintentional ways of how God's word had started to become interpreted um somewhere we fell off the path and so we needed to just come back or I needed to just come back and really learn not for a purpose of you know preaching or or condemning anyone or anything like that but just so I could develop relationship the right healthy relationship with God and not only develop relationship but to come into an understanding of the part that I needed to play in that relationship, that it just wasn't on God. He wasn't this genie that would just heal all. Yes, he is a healer and a redeemer and all of those things, but there was a part that I had to play in the way I lived my life in the things that I put priority on um, and the things that I desired and, and, and just in seeing myself in a healthy way, because part of that also was I saw myself in the way that uh, many from my past had spoken over me or the way they treated me. And so that's how I saw myself. And so if I ever made a mistake in my adulthood, if I made a mistake or things weren't, I didn't do things perfect. And then I also held other people to that, that that strenuous expectation that you could not make a mistake or else I had to push you away. I had to cast you out. Um, you, you, you could not be human. Basically I could not, because that's what I, I, that's the way I judged myself. And it put a lot of stress and pressure on me that, you know, God helped me to see that that was never his expect, like that was never his expectation for me or for my life or for anyone that he doesn't desire perfection he doesn't desire performance love but he's a patient god you know he's he's shown me patience in this year uh through the years but again because my mind was locked I wasn't able to see it so he unlocked my mind where yes we're in a pandemic and we see a lot of evil things go on and just like you, I have questions, you know, why are these things happening? And, and, you know, what am I supposed to do? How do I keep my family safe? How do I stay in faith? How do I um, remain grateful and continue to rejoice? You know, and as I said, I was looking at that story of Exodus. And even though they were in the wilderness, the wilderness was better than where they were before, where God had brought them out from. You know, we look at the wilderness sometimes and we see people's, you know, we hear the news or we talk to family or friends or neighbors and we see their situation. Um, And so we wonder, how could that be? But for the children of Israel, being in the wilderness was better 
than where they were before. And so just the fact that they're, it feels like a wilderness doesn't mean, it doesn't mean we're, we're off or we're losing or um, it's a horrible place because if there's the presence of God, it's, it's better to be in the wilderness than back in Egypt where you're being oppressed, but there were more allotments. Um, so the importance, again, is God, that relationship at the center, the way he was at the center of a lot of things where I thought it was me, you know, not, I don't want to say thought it was me. I put a lot of, um, high esteem, high acclaim, high recognition on me. I I knew God was there, but I didn't give him the portion that he deserved, which should have been bigger than the one I gave myself. I had it in reverse. And so I never thought it was only me, but I gave myself a lot of credit, a lot more credit that should have gone to God. Because yes, I was intelligent. Yes, I had the degrees and the certifications and and the 27 years in education, all of these things that I learned to wrote, repeat, um, that actually was building up arrogance in me. Um, But it was because of God that he made ways for me to achieve those degrees and those accolades. It was God. It was God that um, walked me into the opportunities. You know, he allowed me to go into places where, you know, for example, African-Americans had never been or a woman had never been or someone my age had never been or in places where I was highly unqualified and went in there and served in excellence um, and transformed some things. It, so it was him all along behind the scenes. He had relationship with me, but I didn't have relationship with him because I didn't fully understand who he was. I didn't understand that he was a loving and a kind God. I didn't understand that he was a forgiving God. And lately I've been getting very emotional when I start talking about God because he's really bringing me into full understanding of just who he is and how deeply he's been that for me all this time. It's kind of like um, realizing someone was in love with you all this time, like you were searching for this 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 person or these characteristics in someone in order to have like to manufacture or orchestrate this love um, it's like um, when we eat to feel better or um, you know we try to get certain achievements to feel better you know it's when we search and try to manufacture something that was there all along and where he was just so deeply in love with me and cared for me and he was like orchestrating all of these opportunities and opening up pathways and making sure you know my babies were provided for and just a lot of the early years you know he shielded their eyes from just a lot of things that were going on in the home and just you know even before I was you know married before and I'm not married now but um, before I was married you know when I was single before I was a mama just the opportunities that he gave me um, you know and just how he just 
took me and 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 protected me during a lot of situations. I mean, my goodness, you guys. But just in coming to the realization that he was just doing all of this because he loved me. And so he had the relationship right. It was me who needed to get my part and my understanding and my valuing him and everything that he is. Um, But I just misunderstood so much about him. Um, So many things that I thought I knew and I knew it wrong. Um, And again, you know, just being taught wrong, whether that's intentional or not intentional, you know, just it being repeated over time and people just repeating what they hear instead of us getting, you know, really getting in the word and really taking the time, um, just being so busy, you know, before COVID and so just running here, running there and, you know, trying to achieve this. And, you know, I talked to you guys about that influence of social media that says you have to do it like this and do it like that. And you have to be like this relationship has to look like that. And you have to have this kind of job and you have to hustle and you can only get these amount of sleep and this amount of sleep. And if you, you're sleeping too long, then, you know, you're already three hours behind the one who's, you know, hustling and, and getting it and you got to be a boss and, just all of these narratives going when really we just need God. And so these last three weeks, God has really, you know, made me sit down and stop everything. Um, I just set up a, a website and just a lot of things and was getting ready to go. I, you know, announced you guys with the YouTube and God was like, no, just shut everything down. Um, the only thing he was letting me go through was this podcast, but even that, you know, some weeks you guys would tune in and there would be no podcast. And that was, you know, God just, I had to sit down and stop and realize that that fast pace was doing nothing. Um, because it was really time for me to understand the characteristics of God, you know, his patience, um, his clearing away to of the false teachings and false understanding of who he really is. And he really wanted me to, I believe, get a grasp of that one so that it would unlock my life, unlock my heart. I would be able to release a lot of the things that I carried all of these years, um, Um, not having grace with myself and perfectionism and performance love and, um, you know, just really not understanding why, why certain things are the way they are, that it's not at all the way we're, a lot of us are seeing life and, and love and marriage and home and family and, and career and pursuit. Um, that we don't really have a clear understanding, which is why there's so much suicide and death and stress and anxiety and depression and um, chronic health and disease and all of those things taking place, um, you know, and us feeling like we got to isolate ourselves and, and be fearful um, of just so many things or intimidated or insecure or low self-image, just all of those things, you know, God began to answer and calm the storm in so many of those areas as I just kind of let him lead me into understanding of who 
he really is. And I, I have to say that the way the world has painted him and even the way some church institutions and church mindsets have painted God and God's word and the way in some ways his word has been used in some ways, in many ways, to manipulate and keep people chained for whatever reason is not at all the God that is the God of the Bible, um, the God of all truth, the God that heals hearts and heals hurts and can transform lives and redeem us. And he loves us without, um, he loves us without limitation, um, without us having to jump through hoops. Um, we can make a mistake and he still loves us. Um, it doesn't mean he doesn't correct us. It doesn't mean that he is unhappy with sin in our life. But sin is not the person. It's the behavior or the act or the mindset of the person. He still loves the person and desires for them to turn around and come back or to come to him for the first time. Um, and the biggest thing, y'all, was the grace. Him teaching grace over law. I have been living my life for so long under law. Um, because just everywhere, um, that was my environment during those times leading up to now was just so, um, heavy laden with law. You have to do this or this happens, or you have to do this in order for this to happen. Um, and totally throwing out grace, um, Grace is not shared enough because I think we would live a much more intentional and peaceful and graceful and, and loving and kind life. We would live longer lives, more healthier lives if we understood the real message of grace. Um, learning grace for ourselves to accept grace that just because you make a mistake or you mess up doesn't mean it's over or you got to go back to the starting line or God has turned his back on you or you're going to be punished or that thing that happened in your life you had you suffered loss or you're you're living in what looks like chaos but really it's a wilderness and wilderness was the place where God's love was the most um, in the the story of Exodus um it looks like, because that's the narrative that our minds have been shaped in. So if you don't have things or if you lose things or you lose people, um, you don't, your life doesn't look as valuable as what others' lives may look or they, they, they shape it to look in public, then you must have done something wrong. It must be a result of God judging you. And that's not true all the time it's not there's there's grace and we've totally in so many ways thrown out and done away with and boxed up 
the message of grace. And so he has taught me how to have grace with myself, which has been the most humbling part of my time this year of gratitude with the Lord and spending time with God, because not only has he taught it for me, and so it breaks that chain of law, um, but I've been able to share it with other people and I've been able to see it shapes my vision now. It shapes the way I hear. It shapes the way I process things mentally and emotionally in a place of grace. And grace doesn't mean there are no boundaries and that you can't stand up for yourself and people get to run over you because of grace. That's not what it is. Grace is... It's just the most loving and sweetest thing. It's it to me. It's the sweetest part, the characteristic. The, it's the the most precious side of God that He's shown me so far. Is that grace part outside of the love and the you know the, the way that He's been there for me? And I didn't I didn't see Him. I didn't see Him the way um, we truly should see him. So I just wanted to share that with you. Just gratitude. That is the way you can have gratitude and practice gratitude, even during a time of what feels like wilderness, but understanding wilderness from the perspective of Exodus in the Bible, wilderness was the place where God was. It was his presence. He was there. They were in the wilderness, but God provided for them. He, he went before them to protect them. He watched over them um, day and night. He gave instruction and strategy. He took them into the wilderness to prepare to enter actually into the place that he had promised that they actually deserved to be. They were the children of God. They were actually royalty. But being in Egypt for so long under oppression, under so many trials and heartbreaks and disappointment from their human experience, they started to believe that that's who they were, that that was their value, that was their worth. And God had to finally rescue them. He heard them crying out. And he rescued them because he wanted them to understand that the the vision and the image that they had accepted of themselves because of their human hurt and human life experiences, that that wasn't who they really are. They were really a royal priesthood. They were really a blessed people. And he pulled them out of that environment, but he had to take them through the wilderness because like he did with me, he had to unlock their minds. After you've been oppressed for so long, your mind and your heart and your emotions become locked. And he had to walk them through the process of unlocking their minds and teaching them the, pra- the patience of God and the presence of God and all of the different sides of him, the, the, the provisions of God so that he could prepare them to go into the promised land because that promised land was meant to be their permanent place. And he wanted them to go in with the right mindset because had he not, he wouldn't have been a loving father. What loving father gives a child a car and they don't know how to drive? 
they don't, not a loving father. And so he was preparing them to be able to maintain and rule in that promised place he had for them so that they would never have to go back. They wouldn't desire to go back. There would be no temptation to go back or for that torment and that that heartbreak to come in and affect their decision making in their promised place or or they wouldn't be able to recognize they were in the promised place the way I was. You know, all of the blessings I had, I knew they were blessings, but I didn't, you know, I made enough money to buy toilet paper and didn't buy toilet paper because my focus was to hold on to the money and to be fear-based decision-making because of all of those years I had lacked and all of the gaps that were operating in my life that I was able to configure and make it look like I was making boss moves, but I was hustling because I thought that's what I had to do for us to be okay. And really what I needed to do, what God was calling me to do, and and what I believe part of this pandemic, this shutdown is about, is that he's calling us to come in and learn to take his rest, to rest the way he defines rest. And, and then once he releases us to get started again, we're able to be more productive. We're able to get further doing less because we're doing it now with an unlocked mind, an unlocked heart. And we're able to, to inhabit grace and to display and demonstrate grace. We're able to understand God's patience with us so then we can be patient with other people Um, and because during that time he also um, the children of Israel he had to clear out the false teachings and false understandings of who he is and his word and what what his heart was for his people the same way he had to do with me clearing out the false teaching about that's not even what God meant by that scripture or that's not the way that scripture is supposed to be used to try to control the minds or further oppress um, or just not having a clear understanding um, because it's been passed down and muddled so much by interpretation um, where it has really gotten away from the true meaning of the word So all of those things taking place. So I invite you to, if you are dealing with any kind of hurt or struggle or challenge or headaches or or migraines or depression or feeling isolated or anxious or fearful of people or like you always got to hustle, you always got to work or just feeling a low desire to work or whatever it is. Um, where you're not really living a balanced life, I invite you to just talk to God and tell him you really need to learn how to trust him. You really need to learn how to, what love means, what acceptance means, or whatever it is you feel on your heart, or whatever has been kind of stirred up as you were listening to this show. Um, And then just the other thing that has helped strengthen me is me just reading the Bible and, and just hearing it's God's word. So it's him speaking to me and a good place you can start um, is just reading through the Psalms 
like in Psalms 1, you know, it talks about blessed, what really blessed means. Psalms 121 is provision. It talks about provision. Psalms 91 talks about protection. Um, Psalms 27 addresses fear. Uh, Psalms 37 addresses worry versus trust. Psalms 23 gives us a picture of a loving guardian, a loving guardian um, versus abandonment, feeling abandoned. Um, Psalms 115 um, talks about not trusting in wealth and status, but trusting in God. And just if you go through the Psalms, there are like so many of them. Take one a day or take one a week or skip around. Um, and I've talked to you guys about Googling whatever the topic you want. This topic, what does, what Psalm talks about and then enter your topic, fear, distrust abuse, whatever it is, and see what comes up and then go to the Bible or the Bible app um, and then read that psalm. And then you just ask God, Lord, open my ears so I can really hear what you're saying. A good version of the Bible to read um, would be the Amplified version. Uh, the Message version is a good version to read to help you with understanding his word. New Living Translation is a good, and I'll put all of these in the, the show notes. But yeah, my invitation is that, um, you know, again, maybe go back, re-listen to this episode, and um, for you to write down and just really listen to what is provoked in your heart as you're listening to the episode. Write those things down because those are specific prayer points that maybe God wants to talk to you about. And just as I started writing my journal entry on one thing, but it kind of led another way, maybe that that provoking thing that comes up while you're listening is the thing that will invite you in the door but once you get in the door God wants to also address some other things in your heart that you may not even realize have been operating um, you know under the surface in your life and kind of being like little um, saboteurs in different areas of your life where he's ready for you to be broken free and come out of that bondage and come out of that um, being locked up so that you could be free and be happy and really understand that the picture that the world paints of God, the God in the Bible, is you might begin to realize that it's not at all who God really is. And he wants to show you who he is because he loves you. And you may have been able to achieve a certain amount of success in what you feel like is your own habit or your own skill level but he wants to reveal an even higher or more experience of life um, that is is more full of quality and love and at at the very least I hate to say it like that because it's not the very least but at best we'll say it like that at best he just wants relationship with you so that you can continue going higher. But he wants you to feel loved. He wants you to know you're supported. And he wants you to know that at no time in your path have you ever walked along. That even in the most horrible situations and darkest times, that he was there. 
and that he brought you through because you're here now. And if you feel like now is the most darkest time, then what is it that he wants you to understand to come into relationship with him on so that he can bring you out of this or so he can help you feel um, supported so that you have the courage to finally get out or turn the situation by turning your heart and your mind to him. All right. So um, I believe this was a good one. And um, I'm just grateful that you guys continue to listen and you continue to tune in. And we're going to continue going stronger as I'm learning, I'm sharing. And, um, you know, as I said, we're we're breaking down those walls and we're using those bricks that kept us walled in. We're using them to form a straight path into the areas of life that God wants us and intends for us to have. All right. So you guys have a great week. Stay safe and just know that you're not alone and that even in this, you can be grateful. All right. So my heart is there with you. And I just pray that um, this is a, a great and wonderful and life transforming week for you. All right. Until we talk again. Bye. Hi, you guys. I just wanted to thank you for joining us for another week of Just a Moment with Indy. I appreciate you being here and I get excited when you guys join me and you're listening to the episodes. I get your feedback of how it's making impact in your life and you're definitely sharing with the people that you feel could um, that this up that this show can add value to and so I appreciate you for that uh, continue to join us here where we're breaking down walls and we're not just discarding those bricks that were used to build those walls but we're using them and and allowing God to repurpose them for building paths uh, into the lives that we were intended to live. So thank you. Have a great week and I'll see you back here next time.